You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. Welcome back to Silver and Black Today at Odyssey Original Podcast. Thank you all for being with us, Raider Nation. We hope you're feeling good after the Raiders' big win on Sunday as we roll along in this week. A reminder, we will also be back uh, for our show Thursday. We'll have a mailbag show, which I know we missed last week. Just crazy week with the Monday night. Of course, the Raiders play the Jets. Most really favorite team. On... <laughs> <laughs> On Sunday Night Football. Sorry to feed that rumor. Um, and we'll talk about that matchup coming up later in the week, too. Do us a favor. If you don't already subscribe to the podcast, do so wherever you get your audio. Also, if you're watching us on YouTube, thanks for the subscription and hitting that notifications bell. We appreciate that very much. We're also on TikTok, Instagram, if that's where you like to find stuff. I'm trying to make more Instagram videos. I haven't asked Mo to do any yet. Um, but we'll see if he'll do something. I'm the Bill Belichick of social media. Well, it's all snap face to me, and that's uh, the X or Twitter. Who yeah. cares about TikTok? Uh, Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not on snap face. You got to get whatever the monoton, the snap face. I like that. Whatever, you, whatever you kids want to call it. <laughs> Look at that. I'm older than Mo, and I do stuff on TikTok, and Mo's like, Bleh. get off my lawn. <laughs> get off my lawn. There you go. But we are back. We are talking about Raiders football. And we want to revisit a little bit of the game because we talked about the culture piece early in segment one and why this win matters so much for this franchise moving forward. It's only one win. You have to sustain it. That's for, that's that's truth. But let's break down a little bit of the play on the field, Mo. First of all, you you come out, the Raiders come out, they defer the kickoff, they, they hold the Giants, which isn't very difficult these days, but they do. So that's good. And remember, the defense, and we'll talk about that a little better, the defense now has given up just three touchdowns in two games, including the one to Jamar Gibbs against the Lions on Monday night that came very late in the game after the defense had been on the field the whole game. So if you look at what this defense has been able to do, it's pretty remarkable. But let's start on the offense. And guess what? Remember, I I mean, I heard you echoing in my head, Mo. It was like uh, you were screaming inside my head during the beginning of the game because I can hear on this show, got to get Josh Jacobs going, got to get Josh Jacobs going. Last year, beginning of the season, when Josh McDaniel still had his thumb up his ass, it was like, why aren't you using Josh Jacobs? Why aren't you using Josh Jacobs? So guess what? Guess what the new staff does? They use Josh Jacobs, and guess what happens? Hmm. He starts to break through. He feels confident. Uh, obviously, removing the cancer from the body helped. But Josh Jacobs early on set the tone. 
you had a rookie quarterback. So this was a dual important point, which is not only did you get Josh Jacobs going, give him the confidence that you believe in him and that he is the man on that offense, but then you took some of the pressure off Aiden O'Connell in his first start as a true starter, not starting because of an injury. He was named the starter. So you take off that pressure. And so the game planning, that's what, it was amazing because I just sat back after the first couple series and I, I just kind of smiled. I'm like, amazing. Using your talent, making sure you set up your people for success. And that all started with Josh Jacobs. So I'll go in a little deeper because there are things that I noticed. If we were talking about the play calling and the totality of the office, the game planning, there are three things I noticed that other Raider fans also noticed. Mm -hmm. One, if you're really into film and technical stuff, a lot of film guys pointed this out. Raiders, a lot of zone blocking zone schemes, blocking. zone block running. So Josh Jacobs, it wasn't man. It wasn't a body on body, man on man. So you have a zone blocking. You have a zone running back. Zone running, running back, and then zone blocking scheme. Help Josh Jacobs. Should have had 100 yards, but he lost a couple of yards <laughs> in that last carry. Yeah. That put him under down to 98. I actually predicted 100 yards, two touchdowns for Josh Jacobs. Just putting that out there. Um, the other thing I noticed that a lot of other fans noticed is that Aiden O'Connell had freedom at the line of scrimmage. Did you see him making checks oh. and audibles at the line of scrimmage, which yes. you didn't see a lot of under Joshua Daniels with Derek Carr, and Jared Stidham, or Jimmy Garoppolo, or Brian Hoyer, or any quarterback? That played under Josh McDaniels in Las Vegas. So Aiden O'Connell had the freedom at the line of scrimmage, which is good because he has some of that from Purdue. One of the, the positives about his draft profile was advanced quarterback in terms of recognizing coverages, reading defenses, and the Raiders let him do that on Sunday. The other thing I wanted to mention that someone else pointed out, and I noticed it too, motions. Uh, players in motion, yes. just kind of window dressing, uh, giving the opposing team eye candy, which helps because that's what the Miami Dolphins have, are doing. If you watch the Miami Dolphins play, a lot of motions, a lot of a lot of window dressing there. Andy Reid is known for doing this as well. You saw that with the Raiders under new offensive coordinator Bohard agree. So I think that was a welcome sign to just get a little more variety to the offense. Now, you're not going to completely scrap what Josh McDaniels had, but you can tweak some things to help your players, and you saw that early. Also, the, the handoff to Jacoby Myers for that first touchdown. I, yes. I thought that was important because it showed that Bohard agree wasn't going to be conservative. He was going to go into his bag early and pull out some things that the, the other team may not expect. So I like that early as well. So Zone block running, uh, Huge. motions, uh, Aiden O'Connell at the line of scrimmage, being able to, to tweak things and change things and, and use his ability to read defenses to beat defenders was was big for me. Those are the three, four things that I saw off the bat that a lot of other fans and film guys also saw. Yes, and, and thank you for that, uh, Mr. Technical Film Guy. Um, <laughs> no, the run blocking, the run, the zone blocking was huge because you're right. The, you watch the difference just in be, in one game. In one game, you see Josh Jacobs and running. And how much was I screaming the last several weeks about get him in space, get him open, give him some room, go outside. Josh McDaniels would run the ball up the gut in either gap, and that was it. it, it there was nothing there. It was body on body, just like you said, and it wasn't working. So why not change it? The other thing is, and I know some people are down on them, and, and maybe I'm a bit too much of a fanboy of Mike McDaniels' offense down in Miami, but you saw some, it's a copycat league. Some of the, mm. some of the stuff you saw with Jacoby Myers and Trey Tucker on Sunday was that motion on that side. It was, it was very similar to what Miami's doing, obviously not to the same extent. They don't have the talent that Miami has at wide receiver, 
But Trey Tucker, if you want to call him a poor man's version at this point in his career of Tariq Hill, that's what you need to do. You can do so much with mm-hmm, a guy mm-hmm. that's versatile like that. And that's what they did. So I'm glad you noticed that because to me, that's what freed up Josh Jacobs. But the offense overall, what it was able to do was it showed different looks. Now, people got angry, Mo, in the second half. I heard it from a lot of them. We got conservative. We took our foot off the gas. You were winning 24 to nothing, okay? And then you come out and and you get a field goal primarily because of a penalty. Of course, Trey Tucker had the nice run for the first down and they it was negated by a holding call by by uh, Michael Mayer. So they had to kick the field goal, right? So this is where this is where you have to know the the situ- game situation. Josh McDaniels is a terrible game coach. Antonio Pierce recognizing what was going on just went a little more conservative. That was huge for Aiden O'Connell too. He didn't feel any pressure. He didn't have to continue to drive the ball. He tried a couple of times and let's let's face it, a couple of times balls were dropped. But overall, yep. you look at what happened. You got heavy doses of what the strengths of the offense were, as you just mentioned, getting Josh Jacobs involved, getting Jacoby Myers and, and using them in new ways. And to me, that was huge. It also, like I said, took the pressure off Aiden O'Connell and to a man and a woman who covered the NFL, everybody was impressed. Not because he threw for C.J. Stroud-like numbers. That's a different story. He's not C.J. Stroud. He's a fourth-round young quarterback developing himself in the NFL. Um, but he did what he had to do. And most importantly, Mo, he didn't turn the ball over. And that was the thing I was looking for. Was he going to turn the ball over as much as he did in that first start? I talked about it when the Raiders should have started him against the Bears, but Josh McDaniels opted to go with Brian Hoyer. I said, the, this is a great spot for Aiden O'Connor to show what he's learned from his first start. Not turning the ball over and still opening up the offense, throwing downfield so that gives some space for the run game. So didn't turn the ball over, which is a great sign. No, he didn't throw for 300 yards. But as I said, the freedom that he has at the line of scrimmage is pretty impressive for a rookie in his second start. And so go ahead. Go ahead. Continue. No, Sorry. Go ahead. no I was going to say, you look at you look at that to your point about making calls the line. It was funny because watching the broadcast, Mark Sanchez was almost like shocked that they were allowing him to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. He was like, oh, he's he's changing the play. He's changing the play at the line. It's like, <laughs> yeah, you could do that. Right. If you have a quarterback. And it reminds me, and I'm sorry to get all heady on you folks, but Ralph Waldo Emerson, this is a quote, and I, I have it de- on my desktop on my computer because it's a good reminder. And this is, this is important when we talk about Aiden O'Connell, we talk about Josh Jacobs, we talk about the offense and what Antonio Pierce did with them. And that is, quote, trust men and they will be true to you. Treat them greatly and they will show themselves great. I.e., trust, you have to give trust. Yes, sometimes you will get burned. But at the end of the day, you have to be able to trust your guys. And the fact that they show Aiden O'Connell that much trust shows you that when they sat at the press conference and said, no, he gives us the best chance to win, they meant it. It's not even a doubt in their head. Now, he will struggle. There will be struggles, folks. Get used to that. But overall, that's what was so impressive about it. And he's so even keeled. And I know some people were like, I wish he'd get fired up. Doesn't matter. His cool, calm, collect. That's how he has veterans in his corner. That's why you saw that offensive line perform like they did yesterday. They protected him. They gave him a clean pocket. And you saw people rally around him. And I'm sorry, going back to just the preseason, he just moves the ball, man. It doesn't matter how it gets done. He moves the ball, Mo. It's funny because I had a post on the X. I said, I basically just said, this is, I said, y'all, this isn't preseason, which was... (laughs) Mocking Joshua Dance, who said this, you know, 
why didn't you just start A and Okan? He's like, this isn't preseason. The ironic thing about that is that Josh McDaniels does his best work in the preseason because, as we remember, Josh McDaniels was three and one this past preseason, then undefeated. Thinking the Raiders went what four and zero, four and zero, his yeah. first preseason in in, yeah. in Las Vegas. So he should be talking to himself when he says this isn't the preseason because that's when he's at his best and he turns to you know what during the regular season. But to the point, to the point, I want to make about the the zone blocking scheme. Mm-hmm. A zone blocking scheme is best when you have athletic offensive linemen. So they have Colton Miller. If you remember the 2018 draft, he was regarded as arguably the, the most athletic offensive lineman in that class, right? Yes. From yes. out of UCLA. Dylan Parham is a former tight end. He played tight end at Memphis for a bit. So he's another athletic offensive lineman. When you have guys who can move like that, that's when the zone blocking scheme is at its best. When you have bigger offensive linemen like Trent Brown, that's when you go man on man because you just want your offensive linemen to just mull a guy in front of them. But the Raiders, they have guys who are very athletic. So that's why, again, the zone blocking scheme works. Most teams use a mix of zone, man, depending on the opponent. But you saw the impact that you saw the impact and influence of that. And I think you're going to continue to see Josh Jacobs average four yards per carry. They got the Jets coming up next. The Jets are another team that while they're very good on the back end with Sauce Gardner and, and DJ Reed, they're susceptible to big runs. So the the Raiders, Josh Jacobs will have another chance to rack up another hundred yards and a couple of touchdowns against that Jets defense. Right. And what I thought, and and I, I posted on Sunday jokingly, was that just a slant pattern across the middle that the Raiders ran? <laughs> First it was Jacoby Myers and then the 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 little outs uh out patterns to Michael Mayer and and they had a three tight end set, right? That that when when Michael Mayer did that moonwalk on the sideline. Um so, so you saw, and, and this is what I think has bugged a lot of folks, which is the idea that the Raiders have a, a second round draft pick at tight end. Now, he's gotten much better in run blocking. He's had some trouble in the pass blocking. He had a big hold yesterday. It's going to happen. People don't realize, and I want to remind folks, and I know Mo, you and I have talked about this before. Going from college to pro as a tight end is perhaps one of the most difficult positions to get acclimated to. Okay. So, so. Anybody who expected him to just go off, and I know there's been some guys' examples where it happens. Everybody, there's freaks of nature where they just clicks and they go from game one. But overall, he's improving. He's got to get better on pass blocking, which I think he will. But getting him more involved, getting those routes, giving that quarterback, Aiden O'Connell, the opportunity to distribute the ball eight different receivers on Sunday. Again, getting the ball around. People are like, well, Devontae Adams didn't give him any ball. Devontae Adams didn't care because you know why? The team was moving. Everybody was playing in their role and getting it down. Not everybody's going to get it. Before, they were they were trying to force it to Devontae Adams to try to make him shut up, uh, and, and that didn't work because people knew what was going on. So you have the situation with the quarterback. And again, he's got a long way to go. We got, we got eight games left, right, before we see what this team is able to do, except nine games left. So we'll see what they're able to do. But Aiden O'Connell, to me, and we dub him, and you mentioned it earlier, we joke with people about calling him the Irish Cannon, but he has a good arm, but not a great arm. He's not a big arm guy. He's not Josh Allen. He's not going to flick at 65 yards in the air. But what he does have, he uses well. He overthrew a couple guys. Even the nice Trey Tucker 50-yard gain was a little bit overthrown, but that's why you have a guy like Trey Tucker catch up to the ball. Um, but I'm encouraged by this because young players, Mo, as you know, it doesn't matter if it's basketball, football, whatever, confidence is breeds just the opportunity for them to get better and better each week. And so this win, another reason why it was so important was I think O'Connell needed that. He needed a a game called that suits him 
and then he did well, like you said, at the line with audibles. And, and I think all but one case, it worked out pretty nicely for him when he did call plays at the line. What baffled me was there were a few people on the X that said, oh, Aiden O'Connell doesn't have a strong arm. And I think you remember seeing this post. I said, he doesn't have an absolute cannon, but he can Correct. get the ball downfield. You saw that with the Trey Tucker throw was right. on display. But you also, if you watched the preseason, you saw it. I, I believe Warren Sharp or Sharp Football had a stat up that said Aiden O'Connell was leading all quarterbacks in intended air yards attempted. So he was pushing the ball downfield in the preseason. So I don't know where these comments are coming from that Aiden O'Connell's arm is not strong enough to stretch defenses. It was on full display during the preseason. And again, you saw it on Sunday. Well, I think, and, and again, I, I respect all of the film analysis guys and, and the draft guys that, that go deep in all that stuff because they spend all every hour of every day of their profession doing it. So I have a lot of respect for them. But at the same time, I think that they, in a case like this, they get caught. I see a lot of parroting of what I saw in the draft previews, which is, well, he's got this and he's not real mobile. And it's like, okay, well, yeah, he's not. He's not a mobile quarterback. But um, the arm strength thing was one that they that they they hit on. But I remember, like I said, I think it was there's another Purdue quarterback who came out who would be too small, wasn't very accurate, <laughs> <laughs> had some arm strength issues. I remember that guy, number nine, Drew Brees, yeah, might be in the Drew Hall Brees. of Fame, maybe. Yeah, um, maybe. So so again, how you develop because you were that's how you were paid coming out of college does not mean that it's all true. So that's where I tell people, and you're right, Mo, watch the numbers of what he actually produces at this level versus what they said about him coming out of college. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, look at C.J. Stroud right now. I know this isn't, a, this isn't a Texan show, but what was the knock on him coming out? Oh, he only showed his mobility against Georgia. He's not very mobile. He, you know, He's not going to have the same supporting cast advantage he had at Ohio State, where Ohio State is basically wide receiver university with all the top you know, recruits coming out. And look at what he's, what he's doing with Tank Dell, who Tank is Dell. not a first or second round pick. Look at what he's doing with Nico Collins, who's a third round pick. So I, I will say that if you tune, this is why it's important to watch the preseason. I know a lot of people tune out the preseason. I'm going to bring this back to Aiden O'Connell. If you watch the preseason, I know it's against second and third stringers a lot of times for a guy like Aiden O'Connell who's coming in, but you'll see some of the progression because there is progression with these players from their last college game to their first snap in the preseason. So right. don't forget, as you said, just to bring up your point early in the show, these guys are training nonstop. They don't just go on game day and play and that's it. They're training. They're working on their game. They're working on their mechanics. They're working on their technique, even when they're not playing, when they're practicing outside of the weight room. So you're going to get progression. You have to follow these players from time to time. And if you miss down the preseason, you miss down Aiden O'Connell's progression. Right. And I go back to the Stroud thing as well, who just, you know, I mean, Sunday set set the single game passing record for a rookie at five touchdowns. I mean, and he's got a patchwork work offensive line. Exactly. <laughs> that that Texans team next year is going to be a playoff team. Jarrett Bailey and I were going back and forth on that because I, I agree with it. But remember, to your point, you got to watch these guys. I mean, even in college, right? So when, when we were doing our draft stuff and we both were going to the mat 
for the Raiders to do what they could to get up to get C.J. Stroud, which just turned out to be too much, we think. But obviously the guys in charge of it just got fired, so who knows what happened. <laughs> um, but but we heard, what did we hear? No good quarterbacks come out of Ohio State. Oh, he had all the wide receivers there. If I had those wide receivers, I could be good too. Mm-hmm. But you're not watching the game. You can, like, I don't like Ohio State. I'm a Notre Dame fan. Ohio State, Michigan to me, uh, right? But looking at him, watching him, and I think you watch Aiden O'Connell, go back and watch his college games, not highlight reels. Go watch parts of games. You can find them on YouTube. To your point about arm strength, dude was hitting people in stride deep down the field. So, so I, I, you know, you, you want to take a scouting report from a workout at the Combine or from senior day at uh, the senior bowl, wherever he was, I get that. But you got to watch guys in action when, when they're actually processing. The hardest thing for a quarterback in the NFL, Mo, is processing because it moves so fast. That's why you see some good college quarterbacks who come into the league and they're lost. They just can't keep up from a mental standpoint. They have I will physical say- skills, but they, they just can't keep up. And Aiden O'Connell so far has that processing so you know you can develop with the right coaching. You can develop the, the, the physical and the execution pieces. I will say this because not everyone has access to film and college tape. So I get that part of it. So all they can watch is what they can find on YouTube. I would say during draft time, just type in any any college prospect and you'll get guys who are breaking down film. Right. And you'll get you'll get a lot of uh, longer clips, not just highlights, as you just said, but kind of longer version of of breakdowns of their best games and their worst games. If you follow the right people. And you can kind of see what Aiden O'Connell was able to do at Purdue. And his issue was never arm strength. It was deep ball accuracy. Sometimes his deep ball accuracy would be, you know, off target. And you you kind of saw that a little bit in the preseason too. But it was never, oh, he doesn't have a strong enough arm. He can push the ball downfield. You just wanted wanted him to be more accurate. And And as I said, now, he overshot that ball to Trey Tucker, but he understood that Trey Tucker has the speed to get under it. So you're not overshooting that ball to a slower wide receiver. I think he understands that. It goes part of the, to the decision-making process and knowing your personnel, knowing your teammates. And not only that, Mo, just hooking right onto the back of your point there, which is if you're a quarterback and you're going to miss or give your receiver an opportunity to get the ball, you want to miss long. You don't want to miss short because guess what happens? <laughs> you throw an interception. interception, which we saw, I guess, the Detroit Lions, which Jimmy Garoppolo did. Yes, we did. <laughs> yes, we did. Uh, I had people yesterday going, what is Jimmy? Is Jimmy Garoppolo the number two? I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Hoyer was not active yesterday. He was the emergency yeah. guy. So, uh, but anyway, so good discussion about Aiden O'Connor. And we'll see what he's going to be. Again, it's about consistency. It's about progress. Had a nice game. I mean, he really did. And I think it's the between the line stuff that you have to pay attention to. Not the 209 yards passing, not the 64% completion rate, which is fine. Not the 90 QB rating, which is a lot higher than 9.9. First half against the Lions, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, so, so those numbers are important too, yes. But overall, the, the the ability to lead the offense, the ability to call plays at the line, switch from run to pass, pass to run, which he did effectively, I think, all but one or two, two times on Sunday. So that piece of it, we'll see what Aiden O'Connell's going to do. This is what you said weeks ago. Remember, you said, let's just see what he is. We don't know what he is. He could be a Cinderella story. The next big story in the NFL, you don't know. Or he could be just a really good backup quarterback or spot starter in the NFL. We don't know. Uh, one quick point before we move on. Let's let's remember that he did this on a short week. The Raiders played on Monday, fired their coach on Tuesday, and their offensive coordinator. Yep. 
So he had to do this with a very condensed week with a first time off with a first time offensive play caller in Bo Hardegree who hadn't called plays outside of the preseason. So while you're saying, well, he didn't throw for a bunch of yards and throw for a bunch of touchdowns, let's remember the circumstances he was in. Right. Condensed week, first time play caller. And, and and like I said, I'm not comparing. You can't compare the two. They're just not the. They're not even close. C.J. Stroud goes out and puts up all these big numbers. That's who he is. That's where he's at. That was him all along. With with Aiden O'Connell, you you need to develop him. We forget in this league. Those of us older remember when a quarterback was drafted and he sat for two or three years. Now you because of the money involved, because of the hype, everybody's expected, i.e., Bryce Young, to come in on a bad bad team. Okay, because the Carolina Panthers are a terrible team and and light it up right away. You have to be patient with these guys. Now, am I saying give them five years? No, but give them two years to show progress. And I think with Aiden O'Connell, like you said, two practices, all of the craziness around this franchise in the last week with a new coach calling his plays and look what he does. So that in itself is a big deal. And he hasn't been getting, like, unlike CJ, CJ Stroud's been getting first-team reps since the preseason, since training camp. <laughs> Aiden O'Connell hasn't been getting first-team reps, except minus that week against the Chargers right. and then leading up to this past game where he played well against the Giants. So, he also, as he gets more first-team reps, I would expect he would develop that rapport with Devontae Adams. So, for the people out there worried about Devontae Adams' numbers, don't be. As he gets acclimated to the offense and his teammates and his personnel, you start to see better numbers absolutely and you i think you're going to see them build on what worked mm -hmm. and aiden o'connell josh jacobs the offensive line trey tucker michael mayer jacoby meyer they're all happier because they know they have a shot they have a guy behind there who's going to run that offense well and you have a coach who wants to open it up a little more so that's great all right we're going to take our final break when we come back we're going to pick it up we, we don't want to go back in the past except for we want to talk about the Jay Glazer story about Antonio Pierce's speech <laughs> at the, the 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 infamous team meeting last week that pretty much sealed the deal for Josh McDaniels getting fired. We want to talk about that as a springboard to talk about Antonio Pierce, to talk about this team, this culture, and this coach's chance to perhaps audition for the full-time role after the end of the season, if that is possible. So we'll talk about that when we come back. You're with Mo and Scott. This is Silver and Black Today. Don't go anywhere.